What's going on, everybody? It's Blandon here from Wealth HQ. And today I want to give you guys a quick introduction of having a mortgage in New Zealand. What is a mortgage? What are the terms? How do you get one? And what do you need to think about if you want to get one for yourself from the next property? So I'm going to be drawing on my iPad and showing you some quick illustration. So it's not going to be the best, but hopefully it's going to give you a very good idea by the end of it on exactly what you need to do to get yourself your first mortgage and understanding what are the risk and the things that you need to watch out for. And if you need to get advice, where can you get more help from? Well, first of all, what is a mortgage? If you have a look at this house here, what happens is normally the bank wants to use a deposit in here. So this is the money from your pocket. And usually they want to see that you're going to put some skin in the game because typically in a property in New Zealand, you want to have at least 5%. Now, 5% is not going to be usable for everybody because you might have to use some of the government benefits like the uh, first home loan grant or just a first home loan where you can use 5% with some certain banks and get a property. So it's not for everybody, but there is that option. And the best thing is to just ask and whether or not you can have that option for yourself. So 5%, but typically you want to have at least 10%. So if you're buying a million dollar home, obviously that's 100,000. A $1.5 million home, you'll need 150,000. But what happens is if you have 20%, this is where the loan gets a lot easier. You can have discounted interest rates. You can have better terms from the bank. You can start negotiating with different banks because you are in a position of power because you have 20%. So that's the typical deposit that you need. And what you're basically saying is, hey, we're going to buy this house. I'm going to put in 5, 10, 20%. And the bank is actually taking the risk on you to say, hey, we're going to give you 80% to 95% on this particular property. So a lot of the time when people say, oh man, why would the bank give me a loan? Well, think about it. Like they are taking a lot of risk here, right? Because they're putting their money to secure against a property and they're banking on the fact that you'll pay it off over 20 to 30 years. And that's why they have to have really strict assessment whether or not they will lend you that money. So what is a mortgage? A mortgage is this portion here that the bank puts in the property and say that, hey, we're going to lend this money to you so you can buy this house and you're going to basically pay us an interest over time so that you can have your house and we'll get our interest. There are different types of loans. Now, if you have a look at the first type, this is what we call a P&I loan. Okay, what a P&I loan means is principal and interest. So in the beginning, you're mostly paying down your interest. This is mostly interest in the beginning because you've got a big loan. And what happens is over time, as you pay down the principal, which I'm going to use a different color to represent, as you pay down more and more principal, obviously the interest will come down. So this is normally typically over a 20 to 30 year period. And the more principal you pay down, the less the interest will be charged. So there are ways to pay this off faster. Obviously, you can increase your repayments. You can negotiate better rates at the bank. And if you keep the repayments the same, you're going to be able to pay off the mortgage a lot faster. The second type is this interest only or IO loan, right? What is interest only? Well, the basics of it is that you're just trying to pay the interest. So 
the interest is usually on the principal amount. Say this is your principal amount that you borrow from the bank. And over time, you're just paying interest and you're never going to pay it off. When the loan expires, you have to pay a massive lump sum to pay the whole mortgage. So why would you do that? Well, why would you not want to pay off your mortgage? Well, a simple equation is look at it like this. If you get six and a half percent on the mortgage, but if you can put it into something that gives you 10% return, like you're going to go down six and a half percent, but it's going to give you 10% return. Like let's say it's a business or something or a house with lots of rent then you're gonna be making money of three and a half percent on day one. Then why would you worry paying the mortgage down? You can actually live on the income. So that's why interest only is so crucial for investment properties or even businesses. If you could um, have a house, you can have a loan against your house and have it on interest only. And that's gonna allow you to operate a bigger business because you have a bigger bankroll to buy inventory. You can pay for staff, you can grow your business. So that's how if you become a homeowner, there's an option. You can have some money on interest only that's gonna allow you to do investment activities. The third type of loan is what we call a revolving credit or an offset loan, but very similar. Usually you start with a limit like this, say for example, 100,000. Normally you wouldn't have the whole mortgage on a revolving credit. Why would you have a revolving credit in the first place? Usually when you get a PNI loan, the problem that you'll have is that there's not much flexibility. You're fixed at a certain interest rate and you have to repay the loan at that particular amount. Where revolving credit gives you that flexibility, you only have to pay interest only, so it's a combination of both of these loans. But what happens is if you have some extra money you wanna pay into the PNI loan, let's say you got a bonus of 30,000, you just wanna pay down the loan, then you're not able to do that. You have to pay a break cost. Whereas a revolving credit, you can put all of that money into the bank without any penalty. So it gives you that flexibility, you can pay as much as possible, but the downside is the interest rate is slightly higher. Let's say your money comes in, it goes into the revolving credit accounts. That's why it's got the stepping uh, sort of graphics here. But like, let's say you fill up the revolving credit and you decided you need to draw some money out for renovations. So now you take this money out and basically you do your renovations and then you just pay interest on the difference. Whatever you owe the bank, you pay interest on that. It's kind of like a credit card if I was to simplify it. And then you have the flexibility of just taking the money out when you need to on just a slightly higher rate than a fixed interest rate. So that's a good way. You know, you're actually good at saving money. You're putting away some money every single week. You want to have a small portion on revolving credit so that you can pay off your mortgage faster. So that's one way to look at the revolving credit. Now, the different type of lenders. Now, I'm not gonna you know, say the banks, they're obvious which are the main banks. The first type of banks you have are the main bank lenders, which is the main colors, the red bank, yellow bank, green bank, dark blue and light blue. Those are your main banks. Those are gonna give you the best interest rate uh, and probably a bit tougher on the borrowing criterias because at the end of the day, they're assigning a risk profile to the lending that they're giving out. So that means you have to meet certain criteria for them to go, you know what, we'll give you the lowest interest rate on the market. Then maybe perhaps your situation is slightly more complex. Maybe you're running a small business. You don't have a long history of your business income. Uh, perhaps you've had a, a bad credit before. Perhaps you're in a situation where it's a little bit trickier. Then you might go to a second tier lender like Resimac, Bluestone, Avanti. These are all second tier lenders that might lend you money on a slightly higher interest rate, right? But they will look at the lending slightly different so that you can actually get the house that you want. And then later on, you can go back to the main bank by refinancing or just focusing on the things that you need to change. 
And then there's also what we call the non-bank lenders. These guys, they don't really look at your income as much, but they look at what we call in the industry exit strategy, which means how are you going to repay them? Because you might get a loan short term, say, for example, you buy a property, renovate, sell it, pay down the mortgage, you make a tidy profit, then you can get that lending from a non-bank lender, even though you don't have any income. So Base Corp, DBR, First Mortgage Trust, just to name a few, but uh, lenders in the market, there are more than 20. So that's why if you just go to a one bank, you might not get the best option possible. But if you use like a mortgage broker, then perhaps you'll have more options to sort of cater to your current situation or the solution that you need. So non-bank lenders, they are not as regulated as the main banks, uh, but they still have certain criteria that you need to meet. And usually they want to know that you've got more deposit in the deal. So that means they want a bigger cash lump sum into the property so that in the worst case scenario, you need to sell, like they need to do a mortgage sale. There is a bit of margin in there for it to sell and repay the loans. So number four, what are the requirements of getting a loan? Well, there are three major ones. The first one is decoration and ID, which is like your passport. Decoration means that you want to give someone permission to do the loan application on your behalf. This might be a mortgage broker or a particular bank that you got working with. The second one is your income. What is income? Income is like your pay slips, uh, your IRD summaries. You also need to show that the money is in your bank account, so you can't just show like a pay slip you need to be able to show two things. One is you're paying tax on that income. And then secondly, that income is going to your bank account. So you need the two things to match. You can't just provide one or the other. You can't just have bank statements and that's your income proof. So usually income requires those two criteria. If you're self-employed, obviously you need your business financial statements. Then you also need your tax summaries so that we can see that you're paying your taxes. And then last thing that you need for bank application is your bank statements. It's very basic. You've got your income proof and then your bank statements that you good account conduct. You've going to have left over to pay for the mortgage. You're going to be able to pay for uh, the mortgage. And usually they don't just test it on a the interest rate that is like currently at six and a half percent. They don't test it on six and a half percent. They want to know that whatever you have left over at every single week, you can pay for like an eight and a half percent mortgage. So that means you should have some savings habits and that's really, really important. So that's why they need the bank statements to be able to see that. The fifth thing I'm going to look at is the terms, right? Normally a mortgage is going to be 25 years to 30 years, which is on a principal and interest loan. Well, if you're on a very high income and you're not getting a massive mortgage, then perhaps you can get it on a 15, 20 year loan term, then you can pay off the mortgage a lot faster that way. So that's what we call the overall term. Now, there's also the fixed and floating interest rate that you can get. So a fixed term, usually you might fix it for one, two to five years, right? So you can choose a term between that right now, the three, four, five years, actually lower than the one, two years of interest rate. So that means we are predicting the market will drop interest rate because it's sort of like at a level where it's quite high and probably potentially peaked. So we're probably heading into a recession. And then you've got floating interest rate, which is basically fluctuates over time. 
And so whatever the market rate is, you get that rate plus a particular margin. You know, it's going to fluctuate. You don't know what your repayment's going to be unless you can predict what the interest rate's going to be. So this is a good way to do, say, for example, if you want to just have a short-term loan, you want to repay quickly, then you might have it on a floating loan. Or you know if there's a lump sum coming in from a business or some sort of bonus, um, then you can just have it on a floating loan and you can pay it off whenever you want. So number six, okay, actually one more thing is the payment frequency. Now, the other thing that you need to realize in the term is how often can you pay your mortgage? You can choose, right? If you choose weekly, the weekly uh, is good if you're paying principal and interest because you're paying down your principal more often. So that means you are going to save on interest because if you just pay your principal every month, then you are leaving the interest sort of calculating on a bigger principal amount that you owe. So that means you want to pay it off more frequently, like weekly or fortnightly. Uh, that's going to be better for a principal and interest loan. Now, whether or not to go weekly or fortnightly, if I look on the spreadsheet, it's actually very, very similar. But going from fortnightly to monthly, there's a massive difference. So if you're on a PNI loan paying off your own occupied, then definitely I would recommend fortnightly or less. And if you're looking at an interest only loan on an investment property, then a monthly would be good. Now, interest only is not always bad because what happens is it doesn't mean that you're never going to pay off your loan, right? I did say, hey, if you get interest only, you don't pay off your loan. But most banks allows you to pay 5% upfront towards their mortgage at any given time without any penalty once per year. So that means even if you're on an interest only loan and because you've, you run a small business, you've got tax bills to pay, you rather have more control over your cash flow, then a monthly repayment is going to be suitable. An interest only loan is going to be suitable because you have more control over your cash flow. And when you have the money extra in the bank, you can pay a lump sum towards the mortgage. And that might end up paying a bit more interest, but you have more control over your finances. Now, last thing about a mortgage is looking at getting advice because depending on what stage you're in, right? Like if you are just getting your first mortgage, the most important thing is just set up the right structure, right financial habits so that you can pay off the mortgage quickly and utilize things like the revolving credit or offset loan. So if you just talk to the bank, yes, there might be some advice there but that's not their specialty. Their specialty is to get the transaction done. And that's why I always recommend clients to get a mortgage advisor. It doesn't have to be Wealth HQ, doesn't have to be Mortgage HQ, but getting a broker that will give you advice on how you can pay off your mortgage faster using things like revolving credit and setting up a right budgeting structure in your sort of day-to-day -day income and expenses, that's going to be good for you because that's going to allow you to pay off your mortgage faster. Now, the really, really important thing that I think we do really well in is once you built up some equity, like let's say you pay down your mortgage a little bit, the value of your property has gone up, you really want to start considering buying another property. And the reason why you want to do that is because with this equity, you can put it down as a deposit. And because you've got rent coming in, you've got rent coming in, and the bank will actually lend you the rest of the money to buy the second property. This one property is going to make a world of difference when it comes to your retirement. So the earlier you can do that, the better advice you can get to get into a position to do that sooner, the bigger difference is going to make in your retirement. And then lastly, we don't actually recommend that people just retire on their first property that they buy. You need to restructure your assets in a better way to get more cash flow out of it. So you don't just get lazy assets that's giving you very, very low return 
because once they have done what they need to do, which is build up equity in your portfolio, later on, you need to look at how you can generate better cash flow from your assets. And that's why you should have an advisor that's going to work for you throughout this whole journey until you can pay off your mortgage, you have some investments and you're generating passive income or secondary income from these investments. So there you have it, folks. Just in summary, the first thing you need to consider is what is a mortgage, understanding what how that works. And then second one is the type of mortgages out there. Third one is the type of lenders out there that you can use. The fourth one is requirements of getting a mortgage. The fifth one is the terms you can go for. And then the sixth one is getting advice. And you can get all of this by getting a mortgage advisor early in your team, especially if you're even just starting out, you're thinking about, okay, I don't even know where to start. You can reach out to Wealth HQ. We built this business to help people that are just starting out. You're not ready for a mortgage yet. Mortgage brokers don't usually want to talk to you because there is no business there and it's not economical for them. But Wealth HQ, we built this business just to cater to this market and we want to help you. And definitely, if you find value, just do one thing for me, very small favor, share this video with somebody that will benefit from some of the advice that you hear from this and just smash that like button, hit the subscribe button if you want more content. So until next time, I'll see you guys again, signing out, Blandon from Wealth HQ.